Hey guys, welcome. It is so good to see you here. If you are listening or watching, thank you for being here. Uh, you're listening to episode number one. So this is the launch of this podcast. And I am super excited to share this with none other than Emma from Emma K Films. So let's dive right into it. I normally, okay, I normally don't ask a woman what her age is, right? That's rude, but I have to ask, and people need to know, how young are you? I actually literally three days ago, I just turned 21 or 22. God, I just turned oh, 22. Okay, what? Still 22. And the things that you've done, not just with your life, but for the industry, uh, in the industry and like just watching all of the stuff that you've put out and how fast you've grown has been impressive. And I love that you've been super encouraging and inspiring to myself, to Yancy, and I know to so many others. Um, I, my mind is blown, like knowing that you're 22. I, and I know you, you get this probably a lot, but like when I was 22, I was probably just playing guitar hero or something. I really was doing not, I wasn't doing much, um, but to see how far you've come and how like fast you've done that has been amazing. Thank you. So, okay. I don't really know how to take a compliment very well, but thank you so much. Um, that means a ton to me. And <laughs> I seriously feel like we have the best career in the world. I knew like right as I got started into wedding video that I was like, this is it. Like this is the career that wow. I want to retire off of. And so for me, it was just like, how can I get there? We are going right. to climb our way up the ladder and do it and just live the best life that I could doing a career that I love. And that's it. And it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, well, you've done a phenomenal job. So Thank and then you. again, super excited to have you here. So let's jump in really quick on kind of the topic of this conversation. And as I was planning this, I couldn't think of anyone better than yourself to talk about just burnout in the wedding business. Now, I know that seems kind of like a negative thing to talk about, but it's I, I think it's so important for ourselves to understand and know when that is approaching, because to be honest with you, you don't really see it coming. And when it's here, it hits hard. So really can you can you just talk about what does that look like for a wedding professional, wedding videographer in this case, uh, to experience some of that burnout and what are some things to look for? Absolutely. Um, so for, I mean, for those of you who like don't really know what burnout is, like burnout is like your dictionary version of like work related stress, right? And so for us, wedding videographers, it's anything related to our business that causes us an unreasonable amount of stress. And I think it's important to note that it can be both physical or emotional exhaustion. So it's not just a matter of like, oh my gosh, like my back is killing me every wedding. Like it's also like the emotional side of the stress, the feeling overwhelmed, feeling your motivation start to decrease. Um, and it's really something that completely causes you to lose interest in your passion. And so you know, for us, it's losing passion in our businesses. Um, I really like to say, you know, burnout is a lot of different emotions. There is not one exact feeling that describes mm. it. It's feeling overwhelmed. It's feeling exhausted. It's feeling your motivation starting to crumble. You're constantly busy. You're constantly stressed. It's, it's feeling a lack of creativity. 
Um, so I think those are some really important things to think about. Burnout can end your career, regardless mm. of whether you're in the wedding industry or not. Burnout, if you do not prevent burnout and you hit it hard, there is a decision that you make. And a lot of creators out there, it can end their career. Um, it can make you feel so drained that you lose that entire spark that you had for your passion for doing wedding video. And so I think it's it's really important to talk about it because it's really important to prevent burnout. Um, I think right. everyone at some point is going to or has already felt burnout. I felt it so many different times in my business, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it is really important to prevent it um, because, again, like, it's something that you don't really see coming. And then once it hits you, you're like, like losing that creativity and losing that spark. Some people never get it back. And that's what ends their career. So I'm really excited wow. to talk about it today. No, for sure. And I think I, yeah, I've experienced, I know you have, I think we've all experienced burnout in totally different ways. Um, and you're right. When it hits, it hits and it just, even if you try to do, you know, everything in your power to get creative again or get out of that it's it feels like it's almost impossible to get to that place um and honestly so i know emma and i have been talking back and forth um and, and there's some things that we're doing including the podcast and she's helped me a lot so thank you for that oh by gosh. the way of course. um and but through that i've i've actually had to catch myself in the burnout stages where i had to pull back and say you know what i've it's a lot right now. Let me just back up, even though it's good. And, and just because it's good doesn't mean that it's healthy. Uh, and I think that's super important. So how for you, you have an increased capacity from what I see, right? To do um, weddings, uh, to get on podcasts, to, you have your own podcast. We'll talk about that in a second too, uh, to educate, to do all of these amazing things. How do you handle all of that without creating burnout in your own life? So I honestly really like this question because I get it a lot. A lot of people say, well, I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. I don't have time. Um, it's a really common excuse that almost everyone makes. Like I've made it so many times myself. Um, and I read a an incredible book. Of course, I can't remember the name or who wrote it. It was a really great financial book. And they said, mm. it's not time management. It's self-management. Time doesn't change. We, at the end of the day, have the same amount of hours, the same amount of minutes, the same amount of time. It never changes. It's all about how we self-manage our time, how we spend it. And so the excuse of, I'm too busy, well, you have the same amount of time as someone else. You just choose to spend your time differently. And so I think it's really important for me was recognizing that I manage my own time. And so if I'm feeling too busy, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling exhausted, what is causing me to feel that way? And how can I substitute that time for something else? And so for me, I know a really big part of burnout I was feeling in one of my wedding seasons a few years ago was I took on way too many weddings and I was in a creative rut. I was just feeling like, gosh, I am overwhelmed with edits. I'm feeling exhausted. I don't have time to work on all of these. And so yeah. I started outsourcing, which I really want to talk about, like when we talk about um, just advice for someone who's feeling burnt out. But yeah. regardless, I started outsourcing and it really was, okay, I am now discovering that I'm exhausted. I'm feeling drained. Why am I feeling drained? 
because I have too many edits. So how am I going to fix that? How am I going to manage my time differently? I'm going to ha- I'm going to outsource my wedding videos and I'm going to use that time to pour into spending more time on client calls, consult, spending more time with my podcast, spending more time with mm-hmm. my workshop, like whatever that may be. Um, so I really think it's important just to know, like, just to recognize the common excuse of I'm too busy. I don't have the time. It is not time management. It is self-management. And so really looking at where you're spending all of your time and can you substitute that for something else? Um, what is causing you to feel drained and how can you fix that? How can you delegate that, delegate that task to someone else? How can you simplify that in your business? How can you create a workflow that's going to save you so much time? Um, so I think that's a really important way of like looking at burnout and what can you do to kind of like prevent burnout, um, Sorry, I totally was blanking out there for a second. I had a good ending for that. And I'm just going to be honest, I completely lost it. No worries. Um, (laughs) No, it's totally fine. Listen, like this has been incredible. Um, So I I actually, while you were talking about time management there, I, I was just thinking about myself and I am horrible at managing my own time. Um, not that I'm spending it in stupid things or doing, you know, things that I shouldn't. But I, if I really think about it, I it's been a while since I've actually sat down to say, you know what, at this time or this day, I'm going to do so and so. I usually just kind of like wing it in my head and go with it, uh, which is probably not the best. And um, so what are some of, some of these ways that you actually manage your time and put these things into action uh, according to like how much time you have. Absolutely. Um, so I think a, a big part for me is eliminating distractions. Um, and it's something that mostly I would hope that everyone thinks about, but we often don't. Just as I'm working throughout the day, I notice how many times do I check my phone? How many times am I mm. all of a sudden on TikTok watching videos that are completely un- <laughs> irrelevant to what the edit I'm working on? Um, how many times am I on social media? How many times do I get up? Um, for a lot of creators out there, maybe they don't have an office, maybe they're working out of their bedroom. And so how many times are they feeling distracted by, oh, I need to do this load of laundry or go do the dishes or whatever that may be. And so really a lot of it is reflection that I use futuristically. And so I'm sitting there thinking at the end of my week, okay, I'm on my phone way too much. Um, I like what is causing me a big part of burnout for me is I'm just feeling like a lack of creativity where I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to work on that tomorrow and I'm going to do something else now. And a huge part of that I realized was literally just the simple task of like, well, I pick up my phone way too much while I'm trying to work on an edit. And that's causing me to feel distracted from my edit. It's causing me to feel exhausted, like I'm not getting enough done in time. And so I quickly realized that I needed to eliminate that distraction. I needed to turn my phone over, turn my phone off, leave my phone in the other room while I'm working on an edit. Um, It's difficult for a lot of people to do that. It was really difficult for me to do that. But I think the reality is at the end of the day, a lot of us know what's eating up our time and what's causing us to feel burnt out when we actually sit down and think about it. It's, we don't have the discipline to actually eliminate those distractions and work futuristically to prevent burnout. And so you have to be conscious 
And you have to make those decisions of, no, I'm going to be better. I'm going to try this out. I think like a huge thing for me, like burnout can happen in like your personal life too. If you're just feeling absolutely exhausted and overwhelmed all the time, a big thing for me is I would sit on my phone an hour before I went to sleep and I instantly get up, get on my phone again. And so I knew, I realized what was causing me to feel exhausted and overwhelmed and like my motivation to start to crumble. And so I will literally put my phone across the room in the morning so that I have to get up and go to it. Um, but anyways, those are just like a few things. I think eliminating distractions is really powerful because again, a lot of us know what those distractions are. We just don't have the discipline to actually eliminate them. And so really sitting down and looking at what is actually causing you to be super slow during your work day or what's causing you to feel that lack of creativity and can you actually eliminate that distraction? Wow. All of that is, <laughs> I felt like it was all for me, right? Like oh. <laughs> that is incredible because yeah. And you're right. Like we do know what, what's causing these distractions, but it's like, mm -hmm. are we willing to get rid of them? And exactly. TBH this guy isn't really willing, uh, <laughs> at least sometimes, you know, I, I will hard. get stuff. Right. It is because, oh, so I know you work from home, right? Yes. I work from home. You have, a, but I think this is super important. You have a designated place to work. Right. Um, I hear, I do it sometimes and I hear people saying like, yeah, I'm just working at home. And it's like, yeah, but where like on your couch in front of the TV, mm -hmm. like where in the kitchen table, like. Uh, and I've made it a priority for myself to not work at the kitchen table or the or the couch because those are family spaces for me. That's where me and my family gather to do life. My workspace is literally probably like four feet by two feet of a desk that I just sit and that's that's become my place to do work. And I think having that also creates some kind of like healthy environment to prevent some of that burnout. Cause it is frustrating. If I'm frustrated at my work, I can't leave my workspace because it's become my kitchen table or it's become my couch. Like, and I've, and I know this because I went through it and it sucked. And I was like, I have to do something about it. It's really hard. Like I, um, I started this career before I graduated college. And so I literally was a full-time student. Stop talking. That's it. <laughs> no more. <laughs> but I know exactly what that feeling is like. Of I literally was working out of a bedroom at one point. Mm. I had, there was eight people living in this house. I had six roommates plus my now fiance, like living in this college house. I'm working out of my bedroom. This is back when I first started my business. But I know what it's like of just like constantly having those distractions and all of those little things adding up. That's where I feel the biggest lack of motivation is just like, oh, well, I just can't get through anything. There's so many other things I need to do. And that's when you start to feel that you're losing that spark. You're losing that passion. And that's where burnout can really start to creep in and you don't even notice it. Wow. Yeah. That's and, and that's good. I think a lot of us can definitely relate to exactly that. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about just really quick. What are some of these things that we can be doing that can either lead us out of burnout or prevent us from burning out in our business? Because I, I, here's the one thing I constantly hear all the time. is like I'm burnt out because I'm backlogged. And I know you had something to say about that. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started. Okay. I have a lot to say about that. Um, but I think some good tips and these are tips that you can use to prevent. And also if you're in the stage of burnout right now, um, I always like to talk about prevention over trying to manage burnout because obviously you don't want burnout to creep up on you. You want to prevent it and never have it happen to you. Um, but the reality is you might be listening to this episode and you're like, I am exhausted. I am overwhelmed. I'm feeling so stressed. I'm losing that spark but I don't want my career to end. Like I love what I'm doing. Um, so if you're feeling that way, there is, is there's a few things that you can do. Um, and, or a few things that I'm going to talk about. There are a lot of things that you can do. Um, but a few things that I'm going to talk about today is I think outsourcing is really, really important. Um, I preach about outsourcing and I love talking about it because it's a hot topic. Not a lot of people want to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's just a, it's a hot topic in this industry. Um, but outsourcing is when you are hiring someone else out to help you in your business. Um, so for me, I work with an editing team called Weditor. I really love them because I feel like they're an extension to my team. It's not just an outsource. It's not just a freelancer. Like I actually have a partnership. Mm -hmm. I have someone who edits for me. The whole team's amazing. Um, but I literally went through a wedding season again that I mentioned before where I was feeling exhausted. I was feeling, I was feeling burnt out. I was like, I can't keep up with this hustle. I can't keep up with these edits. Um, I have a much more business mindset than I do creative. And so I was really starting to feel that lack of creativity. And so that's when I realized I don't want my career to end. Hmm. What am I going to do to save myself, to get myself out of burnout so that I can grow efficiently. I can grow like sustainably. And I think a huge part of it too, you know, is we in society believe that as a small business, you are a one man show and you run it all by yourself. Um, but it's really important to know you can't grow all alone. There gets to be a point where you can only as a human take on so much. And you think about the huge CEOs out there, companies of Facebook and Amazon and all of these different powerhouse companies, they didn't get to the top alone. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's something to think about. You have to allow help into your business if you want to continue to grow. And so for me, I started outsourcing and it absolutely saved my business. It saved my business. Wow. It gave me so much more time to do the things that meant the most to me. It gave me so much more time to spend with my family, with my friends, with my couples, to actually meet with them, to spend more time with them. And I had a partnership, an extension of my team that was there to help my business grow. And you're on the same page. And I think I love talking about this because everybody, I'm sure you're sitting there right now and you're going, well, yeah, I would love to outsource, but I don't have money to do that. And I think you absolutely do. Um, sure. One, you can raise your prices to include starting to outsource your edits. Um, and two, it's a reality that you set in. If you're sitting here burnt out over your backlog and you're like, I need to outsource, but I don't have the money to do it. Okay, well, you can either sit here and feel absolutely burnt out in your business and continue to have a backlog, or you can say, I want my time back, I want my creativeness back, and you can outsource. And so I really encourage you, if you're sitting there today and that's you, raise your prices and start outsourcing. Start letting someone come into your business and help you because that was the biggest thing for me. This was like my biggest moment of burnout, and that's why I talk about it a lot, is because I know what it's like to be backlogged in edits. Um, yeah. You don't want to be late for your clients. You have such an incredible reputation on your hands. So what are you going to do to fix that? Um, 
So I know that was a long one, but I think outsourcing is that really, was, really important because not a lot of people talk yeah. about it. Oh, absolutely. And I 100% agree with you. Uh, and I was one of those people that wouldn't talk about it or would believe that lie of it's, it's, I don't have the money for it. Right. But I think at the end of the day, it was what, where do I hold my value to a money value, mm-hmm. a resource of time or what is it for me personally, it's become the value of time with my family. So yep. it's invaluable. There's no cost that you can put to that, right? And number two, like, if you're saying, well, you, I can't afford it, you 100% can afford it because you're paying yourself to do that. Pay someone else. Use that time for something else, you know. Or if you just really enjoy editing, do it. Like, that's totally right. fine. But, you know, I think at that point there isn't an issue of backlog because, I don't know, you if you really enjoy that. Um but well, and too, there's so many different pieces of your business that you can outsource. So, you know, some of you, you love the create, like you have so much creative energy to edit, but your social media game is killing you. And you're sitting there just being like, oh, I don't have time to social post on social media, but my marketing game is struggling. I'm not getting enough bookings that I want to get. Okay. Well then start talking to a social media manager, let someone else come in and help you out in the areas that you're struggling. It does not just have to be editing. Um, there was a point in time in my business where I was so overwhelmed with so many different things. So I said, okay, I need someone to come in and help me with my social media. I need someone who can help post for me consistently, who can help be a part of my brand. Um, and so it does not have to be just editing in whatever element of your business you are struggling with, you can have someone come in and maybe you don't outsource. Maybe you're sitting here going, I need to hire an employee. You know, I need to have someone working with me full time for me to be able to continue growing at the rate that I want to grow at. Um, but I love that you talked about the time value over money, because I think that's what a lot of people don't look at too, is yes, it can be expensive. You're not paying for an employee. You're not paying for someone to outsource with, but you know, the amount of time that you're getting back, you know, the amount of hours that I saved and that this year alone, I've been able like back in 2021, I was able to just like live my life as cliche as that sounds. I was able to take a camping trip or take a vacation or do something that I wanted to do because I wasn't so entirely boggled down. And so just that little step then creates it where I'm able to have a more healthy work-life balance, which again, then prevents burnout. Um, so I think outsourcing is, is a really important piece to talk about. Um, that really doesn't get talked about a whole lot because, you know, there's yeah. the whole other and we won't get into that because that's not what it is about today. But a lot of people <laughs> think, well, outsourcing, like you're just handing over your work and someone else is just giving yes. you the completion. And that's a whole other set oh, of sure. um, myths that are completely not true. And so my only tip of encouragement there is to really find someone meet them, get on a Zoom call with them, whoever this is, whether they're managing your social media, whether they're editing your wedding films, whether they're coming in to help with your workflow on HoneyBook, whatever it may be, find someone that's a good match. Find someone that you get to be a part of the process with, that you're not handing over your work and getting a completion over at the end of the day, that you still get to be a part of. Um, So yeah, I think outsourcing is really important and then we can totally go over another few. I ramble a ton, so Oh, (laughs) listen, I I, no, I love that. No, and this is all great stuff. Like- Oh, good. (laughs) Listen, okay, I'm looking, if I look at your social media, 
you are the social media queen. Like this, the stuff that you're putting out is incredible. Like you're constantly doing it right. And that's, but I didn't know that you had hired someone for that, but it feels and it looks authentic to who you are, which is awesome. Absolutely. Um, And I I think it's just that realization of, for me, I knew my goal. My end goal is I will retire off this career. And I say I will, because you have to think that way. Um, you never yeah. know what life is going to throw at you, but I, my whole goal is I will retire off this career. Um, so how do I do that? Um, another goal I set for myself was I wanted to be a leading female educator in the wedding videographer industry. Okay, well, how do I reach those goals? And a lot of it comes with the motivation and the dedication to reach those goals. That's okay. I am going to dig into social media. I'm going to dig into really starting to be creative with my edits, to continue learning, to continue doing all of these things. And so once you know what your goals are, how do I reach them? Can I reach those alone? And the answer was absolutely not. I cannot get to exactly where I want to be by myself. And so that comes with, well, how can I balance my work life and how can I balance my personal life so that I can live a life I love and retire and be a female educator. Um, So yeah. I love that. And honestly, like, I love that you're such a go-getter, like goal set mindset. Like you're such an inspiration to myself, to Yancy and to so many others. And it's incredible. Um, But I think as you were talking about all of that, like I look at the perspective of and I, I don't know exactly how this goes, but as a male, like as a man, it's like I have so much pride sometimes when it comes to all of these things. When it comes to like outsourcing for myself, it's like, well, they're not going to be able to do it as good as I am or like, no, I can do it better or I'm good enough for this. Like it almost becomes this sense of pride that I have to remind myself and tear it down ASAP. I feel and and correct me if I'm wrong with this, but like, how do you, I feel like maybe for a female, it comes a lot easier. Like for Yancy, all of these things, just like, no, it's logical. It makes sense. Just go for it. And versus uh, someone like me, um, it's like, no, but I can do it because I'm good enough. You know what I mean? Like, can you, can you, am I, is this completely off the off like grid or <laughs> no, 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 no. I really love it. I think I've definitely faced some of those same things myself where it's really hard to let go. It is really hard to let go. I can have a tendency to micromanage. I, mm. um, very much have a hard time giving up control, um, because I love running my own business. I love being my own boss. I love setting my own goals, my own rules, my own time schedule, all of that. And so when you're finally letting a piece of your business go, it's really hard. Um, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of it really is self-discipline because again, I consistently look back to what is my goal and is me outsourcing is me not outsourcing. Is that because I don't want to let go? Is that because I feel Mm. like, you know, I'm stuck in all of the myths that go around. Am I afraid to let go of control? Is that helping me reach my goal of growing is that wow. helping me reach my goal of um, making six figures, making, you know, whatever that may be? And it was. And so that's where I sat there and said, okay, well, then I need to let it go because I'm not going to reach my goal if I can't get over this hurdle. And so I, a lot of it really is self-discipline. We all have a tendency to make the same excuses in our business that we're too busy. We don't have time. We don't want to let go of control. 
Um, but if you can have the self-discipline to say, is me letting go, is me doing this going to help me reach my goal 10 years from now? And if the answer yeah. is yes, and is it going to help you live a better life right now? So it's like, yeah, it's going to help me reach my goal to retire. But is it also going to give me more free time with my family and my friends and all of that? Okay, yeah. yes. So then the only thing that's holding me back is that I don't want to let go of control. I'm too scared to talk about it because I'm afraid other videographers in the industry will judge me. If that's oh, what's holding one, you back, one, you know? Listen, <laughs> I am so guilty of that. But you're right. Like, we just have to remind ourselves, like, no, that, that, that doesn't matter. It's not who cares what people think. Like, who cares yeah. what they're thinking, right? Like, what is best for myself and for my family and for what I want to accomplish at the time? Exactly. And you would literally like, it's the craziest thing ever. I actually talked to so many of my couples, like my, everyone knows that I have an editing team. Like I love being super vocal about it because we don't have enough people being vocal about it. And some of the most well-known videographers in this industry, they all outsource. We all have editing teams. Like, I think it's so important that someone just talks about it because you'll realize that we really, they don't care. They don't, they're, right. you know, there's such a good example of this. I think it's, oh my gosh. Um, Michael, the CEO of Wetter, he actually talked to me about this during like years ago in our first call. And he said, okay, the Louis Vuitton handbag that you have, did Louis Vuitton actually craft that handbag himself? Mm. Like, did he literally sit down and like sew it together, put on everything? Did, did he do that bag for you? And I'm sitting here going, no. Well, do you look at that handbag? Did you think about that handbag any differently because he wow. wasn't actually sitting down there doing it for you? No, you respect the brand. You respect so much about their business and the reputation, the brand that they've built that you don't even think for a day that, well, okay, so there's someone else on her editing team that's editing her wedding videos. And actually that's not her. So I, I, I can't invest. You know, right. like we just yeah. get so stuck in our heads about that thing. And, and it's just so important. You know, if you can, again, look at your time value over money, raise your prices, you can't afford it. This is something that if you are literally feeling burnt out today in any part of your business, you can go out and get help for, have somebody for become sure. a part of your team, meet with someone, really make sure that they're on the same page that you feel like they're a good fit for your brand. Cause I think a lot of us, we say, okay, well, we'll go outsource, but then they go find a social media manager who is nothing like their brand. And then they're right. seeing results that aren't fitting and they're like, well, I tried and it didn't work. It's really important that you find someone who is literally an extension of your team. Someone that you can very well trust and say, I love their style. I love the way that they talk, the way that they type their captions, the way that they edit their videos, the style that they have. It is really important because again, this is an extension to your team. Um, yeah. But I feel like it's like such a loaded a loaded oh, conversation, absolutely. but it, it really is for my business. That was the hugest piece of burnout I had ever felt. And that is exactly wow. how I solved it. And I can't even tell you enough how much life it's given me back and how much more creativity it's sparked to have someone help me in my team. Wow. That's awesome. And like, I love <laughs> that. No. And I love your answers to all of this. Like it's been eye-opening to myself too. I, I know to our listeners and viewers are like, this is incredible. Getting into the mind of Emma is awesome. I've, I honestly feel like I can just have you for the rest of the podcast, like 
episodes and we can talk about everything, right? Like, Emma, yes. you're so you're so talented. Like, you are so knowledgeable. Uh-oh. I love it. Thank uh, you. But yeah, this has been, and you're right. Like, we could dive into so many different aspects of what causes burnout and how right. to prevent it. But I think some of the like simple step actions that people can take is finding someone uh, who can really like match their brand and come alongside them, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, whether that's outsourcing or social media or any literally anything that you do that you can replace with someone else to help you to move on to the next level, uh, do it. Um, I think that's going to be the most important the, the and the best yep. thing that you do for yourself, for your business, in order for you to get to the place where you want to be. Um, I totally agree. And then, you know, doing little things like managing your time, managing mm-hmm. what you do, when you do it, um, and being super aware and attentive to those things and actually like setting them in, in stone, like the things that are important. Like for yes. me, going on a walk setting that every single day or whatever, or, you know, going on a date with Yancy, like that's important. So I set it every Tuesday. It's like, it's become a thing where it gets me out of what I'm supposed to do and gets me in track of where I want to go in my life. I love that. And I, I feel like I totally encourage everyone who's listening to this, like literally sit down and just pull out a piece of paper and like reflect I think a lot of us, we try to work so um, in the future that we forget what's working and what's not working in our past. Mm-hmm. And so literally just sitting down and thinking about what your distractions are. Um, have Yeah, when was the last time that you had a date night with your significant other? When was the last time that you went out with your friends and went on a hike or spent time with your family? And so if you're sitting here writing on this piece of paper, all of the things that you feel are boggling you down then what is going to help you move forward? And so I think for a lot of people who, if you're facing burnout right now, and maybe you today aren't ready to outsource, then work, work a little futuristically, look at your, look at your past, look at what you've been struggling with. And maybe that's been, you haven't traveled anywhere. You haven't spent any time with your significant other. So then plan, literally look at your future schedule and say, okay, I'm going to plan a weekend trip next month and work towards that. Have that be your little goal. Have it be something that you can work towards. I'm going to grind. I'm going to absolutely like bust my butt, get through this every day so that I can make it next month to this awesome weekend vacation where I'm going to do nothing that has anything to do with work. Um, Mm -hmm. and so kind of like if that's the, you know, you don't want to just be swimming right above water, but right, right. sometimes when you're in that rut, when you're feeling that burnout, you have to set something in the future for yourself to work towards. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think just defining yeah. your defining what success looks like for your own personal life mm-hmm. and go from that and aim yes. towards that and run for that. Like that is going to get you answers on what am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to hire? Where do I need help from? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think all of that has been incredibly helpful. Emma, thank you seriously so much for just hopping on. Like you've been awesome. And before we do step away from here, where can people find you? Um, I know before they, before you answer that, you need to follow Emma. Like she is incredible. I cannot say that enough. You need to follow her. She's doing some amazing things, some incredible things for our industry. Um, very, very talented, super knowledgeable. Um, and I know you've got, 
a lot of things that you you offer. Uh, can you kind of talk about them and talk about where people can find you? And yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Emma K underscore films. Um, definitely would encourage you to come check it out. I talk a lot about social media while I'm also a wedding videographer, of course. So I share a lot of fun stuff with my couples. Um, my website is emmakfilms.com. I also co-host a wedding entrepreneur podcast called the We Got You podcast. Um, I co-host that with my best friend and coworker, Hannah. She's a photographer. And then I also host the Wedding Filmmaker Workshop. You can find it at the Wedding Filmmaker Workshop on Instagram. Um, I host workshops about twice a year um, around the U.S. It's awesome. It's uh, I, Gosh, I feel so lucky to just like be in the industry and to be able to educate other entrepreneurs, especially videographers. Um, I love social media. I love client consults. Um, I love public speaking. I love doing things like this. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like encourage you like to check a few of those things out if you want to. And, um, definitely you are listening to the right podcast here with Aaron and Yancy. Like I absolutely freaking adore you guys so (laughs) much, so much. Like I met you and I was like, um, can we be best friends, please? Like I love you already. Um, so thank you so much for having me today. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you. And, uh, yeah, make sure to go check her out. Uh, she's doing some incredible things and uh, I cannot wait to see what you do in the next year. Like some people will say 10 years in the next year, you're going to be exploding. You're going to be doing some amazing, amazing things. So super excited. Thank you again so much for being here. And that is going to wrap this podcast up. So we'll see you guys on the next one.